Edmonton good, Vancouver bad. And now we've got a fight right off the draw. And Zach Cassian lands a couple of left hands on Zach McEwen, who then takes him down with a wrestling maneuver, and Cassian might be hurt. Cassian hit his head on the ice. And unfortunately, appears out. Well, that's a big concern for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Late in the third period, Zach Cassian fighting Zach McEwen. Cassian's helmet pops off during the fight. The two men eventually tumble to the ice, and Cassian, without the helmet on, has his head strike the ice. He was down for a couple of minutes, did skate off with some help, and once Dave Tippett speaks here, we will give you that live and hopefully get an update on Zach Cassian and hopefully it's it's good news but that was that was a really scary one to see Rob as soon as he went down I just cringed yeah it's well nowadays the size of the players in fights it's it's scary watching them just throw punches but then you you add the fact that a helmet bounces off and as I said with Bob that's you know 450 pounds of man going down in a heap there's no way to be able to protect yourself and we see it time and time again where guys get lucky. This time, Zach Cassian did not get lucky. He banged his head off the ice. And then at that point, you're just hoping it's nothing too serious. The Oilers do win the game 3-2. And, uh, and I think, Rob, obviously we hope Cassian is okay, first of all. And, and we'll get the update. I mean, I mean, sometimes in that situation, you see a player hit the head on the ice. They come out with the, the stretcher. They're, they're mm-hmm. keeping him still. I mean, he did get up, but he go off, get, go off the ice. He clearly was not 100%, but he, but he did go off more or less under his own that, standing up. Yeah, that is a, a very good sign. Um, so one thing I said to, to, to Bob was no stretcher is good. If there's anything that good and that you could pull out of that is he was able to skate off on his own. There's always the fear, you know, with, with, with a neck injury when someone goes down like that. So you bring out, you put him, you hold his head still, you bring out the stretcher, and then you take him right to the hospital. That wasn't the case. Uh, hopefully it's it's just some stitches and, and better, but the concussion is something you have to worry about. And ho- It's a week away from the regular season, but I think right now you're just worried about Cassian making sure he gets healthy, and we see him at some point, whenever that may be. Yeah, I mean, I would think... As a precaution, even if he feels great, he's probably no. not going to play on Saturday. and no. probably won't be able to get a helmet on. You have a big bump right there anyways. And and we know that you can't remove your own helmet now mm. for a fight. I mean, it used to be the whole thing, well, okay, we'll both take our helmets <laughs> off, so we're, we're well, even and all that kind of stuff. Then it went to the next one where they agreed to take each other's helmets off. Some guys have yeah. done that, yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's why we're seeing and I, and I know this is a debate that comes up though I have noticed that I think the attitude is shifting Th- that is why I think eventually we will see entire NHL seasons where maybe a team doesn't fight has very few fights I mean it's it's slowly it's slowly getting there off and, and and that's why the NHL doesn't want even if that only happens once or twice a year they don't want that. They don't want that image. They don't want that being shown, you know, on televisions and tablets around the world. Well, you get you're getting to the point now where and the guys are so big and strong that an injury might become something more than an injury, and you don't want it. You certainly don't want that. Yeah, uh, fighting is still in the league, but it is getting it's starting to dwindle. Yeah. And we've had what two fights in the Oilers preseason? 
We had this one, and we had the one. We didn't get to see it live because we didn't have the stream going in the oh, first period. That's right, too. But, uh, yeah, Brad Malone fought, uh, fought fought in the Seattle Kraken, which, you know, contrast to the preseasons in, in, in the past, it would oh. be, you know... Oh, it'd just be fights. Be a big part All of how fights. to make a team. I, pl- yeah. I played in the minors once in an exhibition game, and we had a guy on our team that was auditioning to be in those wrestling fights, like octagon stuff, and he decided he was going to put skates on and become a tough guy in, in pro hockey. He uh, he was a scary man in our dressing room. He was even scarier on the ice. So that was what preseason was like down in the minors. It's not like that in the National Hockey League anymore. And right now, you're just hoping that... Zach Cassian is healthy because, as you guys have talked about, I know that you and, and Bob talked about, he came in to camp in shape and ready to have a breakout season. The Oilers had a line that they felt really good with, his third line playing with Derek Ryan. They have been good in the preseason, very good in the preseason. You don't want to see a setback like this for Zach Cassian when things seem to be going in the right direction. Just seeing some initial reports here after the game that it sounds like Cassian's uh, teammates, some of Cassian's teammates at least have been able to talk to him and he is around. So that's that's good, good that yep. he hasn't been taken to a hospital or, or or isn't around or isn't able to communicate. So that so that initially good. And again, as soon as Dave Tippett goes to the podium here, we will uh, we will bring you that. That very very scary to to see. And I I know like for me, Rob, I, I was watching it, and I, I, when the helmet came off, I thought to myself, oh, I hope they don't go down to the ice. And then three seconds later, that's what happened. And then there was that few seconds where. Cassian didn't move mm-hmm. and I'm just you're just hoping and then I, I kind of saw him he sort of lifted up his shoulders and propped himself on, up on his elbows and we're up here above the ice and you still don't know mm-hmm. but at least I'm thinking okay he's he's moving on his own he was able to at least prop himself up well you, you feel sick to your stomach I mean it's the exact same feeling that we felt last year many of us when we saw John Tavares go down in the Toronto series yeah. against the Montreal Canadiens you just you just feel helpless watching and hopeful that it's not as bad as it looked, but there's just that feeling in your stomach. It it just shows that at times the brutality of the game. It's there is serious consequences for some of the, the actions that happen on the ice and in a fight. Bad things, unfortunately, can happen, and it's happened tonight for Zach Cassian. So the Oilers do win it 3-2, and uh, we'll get the, a further update on Cassian as soon as we can bring it to you here. A game that ha- had a lot of action. The Oilers scored two power play goals in the first. The Canucks scored two power play goals in the second period. Derek Ryan eventually got the winner, 5-on-5 five five on a tip just past the halfway point of the game. Uh, the shots, <laughs> there were a lot of them, 42-38 for the Oilers. Mike Smith, very good tonight. He was named the first star. He stopped all 16 shots he faced in the second period. Uh, he almost got into a fight himself. He took a shot at an empty net and missed by about four feet to to the right with about 17 seconds to go. So a lot happened in this game, Rob, but I, I think we'll start with something that's going to be a headline most of the season, and that's the Oilers' power play. And they actually, oddly enough, did not score on a long five-on-three in the second period, which was surprising. But there's so much to break down there. And the first goal was McDavid cross-ice pass, Dreisaitl one-times it. And I'm sitting there to myself thinking, okay, if you're the Vancouver Canucks or a defending team, you know Dreisaitl wants to shoot from there. And maybe you're thinking, okay, i got to cheat a little bit and take that away. But then Connor McDavid gets the puck almost uh, at the left left wing blue line and starts skating as fast as he can 
towards the goal. <laughs> so, so, so then what do you do? Let's let's go downstairs, though. Uh, Dave Tippett is speaking. Uh, it seemed tonight like he was, and I'm not just talking about the fight, he was engaged in throwing hits. And was that as engaged as you'd, you'd seen him so far? I thought our whole group was. You know, it was a competitive game, and, the, you know, we put that line together. There won't be a competitive line down low on the other team's end and, and be hard to play against. And they're trying to build that identity in their game. So, um, you know, I thought the line had a... Had a strong game, really strong game. They got rewarded with a goal, and uh, that's the way we're going to need that line to play. And Cass, Cass knows. Cass, this is an important year for Cass. He went through the injuries last year. He's come back. He's in great shape. He wants to wants to help this team take the next step. And he's coming in and put the work in in camp. And he knows how he wants to play. And he's going out and doing it, which is good to see. With Derek Ryan. Um you know, there's the, obviously the goal, but then he had a you know he had a nice back check. He won some key faceoffs. Are you seeing some of the subtleties in his game that are yeah, really come in handy? He's smart. He's really smart. You know, he uh, he just reads plays. When you got a couple big guys like that that you really want for checking hard, and that it's he's a guy that reads off those guys well. So we'll uh, you know he's been. He's been pretty solid. You can tell he's a smart player. He just he does a lot of little things right. Um, you know, the right hand face-off, he probably didn't have as good a night as he wanted to tonight, but but it was kind of a seesaw game. We won a few in a row, and then they'd win a few in a row. So, But all in all, it was a game that I'm... I, I like the way our group played. You know, there was some lots of special teams, so you can see what people do in that. But it was a competitive game. It's getting closer to the regular season. You're competitive. It pushes you into doing a lot of things right if you've got a chance to win, if you want to have a chance to win. And that's the kind of game it was tonight. And I like that where our group is right now. And a lot of a lot of opportunities to see your, your penalty kill in action. I, I know they allowed a couple goals, but we're... You know, what did you kind yeah, of, of the way? Some, some good, some bad, you know, like we'll, we'll go through it. But it's good to get those reps just to just so now we can start reinforcing, especially with our new guys here, reinforcing what we're looking for in certain situations. So it's, uh, you know, it's a good test. Vancouver's got a good power play. They, they, they zip it around pretty good. So it was a good test for us. So we'll look at it and continue to push people in that direction. Mike Smith he was, was saying that he liked how feisty the game was because it yeah. got him kind of engaged toward the, the end of this preseason and into the regular season. Did, did you find that as well from, from the bench? Yeah, it was a competitive game. That's why I, it pushes you into doing things right. You know, otherwise it, you're not going to win. So we had a lot of guys that we did a lot of things well within a tight game like that. That was what we were looking for. Schmidt was really solid in there. You know, some hard situations on on the PK and stuff, and uh, he moved the puck very well tonight. So he was that was a strong game for him. Dave, what did you think of Turris on that line? And then a quick follow up uh, on your second power play unit that seemed to get a little bit work time tonight. Turris was fine there. He's he's uh, he's just competing harder. And I think being on the wing is uh, less responsibility down low for him. He's done the job up there. He's got skill. When he gets the puck, he can make a good play. And uh, that second power play unit, they were they were all right. That that first one, when they got a little over a minute early in in the first period, there they were solid. They looked really good this morning in practice. It was what I'm glad they got a few reps tonight. 
just on the right side, uh, Yamamoto's banged up. Cassian, obviously, tonight, you're already without Archibald. Are you concerned that opening night, kind of what that right side might look like? No, I Do think, you have options that can move over? I think Yamamoto got cleared today, so he's a, he's an option for Saturday. I'm not sure where we are with Cass yet, but um, we've got some, we've still got Hyman that could go over there. We've still got to make a decision on Sevier, so there's there's, we have enough to make it work. And as you're getting towards the end in the final decisions, how would you characterize, you know, how close the competition is for those spots up front there? It's very close. I mean, like I said, I said earlier, I don't think anybody's played themselves off the team, but there's some guys that maybe pushed a little farther ahead. All right, thanks. All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. And uh, the update on Cassian, uh, the Tippett said he's in good spirits, joking around in the room, so that's good, and they'll see how he feels tomorrow. So, Yeah, that's, that's we good. Way better than obviously. Well, it's better than if he was on his way to the hospital right now. So yeah. uh, he won't play Saturday. Uh, if, if, if that what they're saying is the, the case, then... Obviously, the opening night is certainly a possibility. Yeah. Oilers win it 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. Okay, so the power play, again, like I was saying, just just so many options. You know, and I know they're professional penalty killers, but man, oh man, where do you start defending the Oilers' power well, play? Well, and, and that's what we talk, talked about in the last few games. When, when you're on a penalty-killing unit for any of the teams that play against Edmonton, they have meetings before the game. And they'll go through, okay, here's the options. And most teams will say, okay, here's their tendencies. This is what they like to do. So now as penalty killers, you start to, you know, take away those tendencies or get into, okay, they like going, making this pass, get in that shoot passing lane. Okay, Ovechkin like to shoot, so get in his shooting lane. Stuff like that. But with the Oilers, they don't have tendencies. They don't have one guy that they're trying to be the guy that makes all the plays. They don't have one guy that's going to take all the shots. All five guys on the power play have the ability to make plays. All five guys have the ability to take the shot. We've seen Nugent Hopkins walk in and fire away. Connor McDavid, more so in the last little while, is doing that. Leon's always done that. They got a bomb from the boy, point, and both Pugliarvi and Hyman, we know, have the ability to bring the puck from behind the net and come out and try to stuff it. So this is a power play that just has five weapons for everything that you need to have done, and then they have the puck retrieval. Nobody in the league's faster at getting a puck than Connor. Hyman and Pugliarvi make a living doing it. No one is stronger in the league than Leon Dreisettle. So it's a thing where the, if they don't put the puck in the net and there's a, a loose puck somewhere, most times they're getting it first. And the thing that makes this power play even more special is when they break out, 99.9% .9 of the time they're getting in because they, they give the puck to Connor. He comes full speed. You can't stop it. So uh, Vancouver Canucks tonight learned a lesson that they're probably going to have to take into the regular season. You can't take stupid penalties. There's going to be times where you're going to take a penalty to stop a goal-scoring opportunity or a hard physical play. But you can't take dumb penalties against this power play. Vancouver did it tonight, and it cost them a game. All right, so the Oilers get the win 3-2, now 5-1-1 one, one in preseason action. You're going to hear from Mike Smith and Derek Ryan, and, of course, we'll hear from you as well. 780-496-0063. Back in a couple of minutes for more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
Keith holds the zone and keeps the pressure on for CeCe. Now it's Fogle. Open is Duncan Keith. The drive deflected home. Derek Ryan will get credit for the goal. And Edmonton regains the lead five on five. Derek Ryan, yep, the new addition, former U of A Golden Bear, gets the winner. Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2. And that line, I mean, unfortunately, Cassian didn't finish the game because of the injury and the fight, but that line of Ryan Fogle and Cassian, Rob, I thought had a, a pretty good game. They're going to be vital to the Oilers' success, and I think if they are indeed able to be deeper up front this season, Ryan's face-off percentage was not that great tonight, 8 out of 20 for 40%, but just the fact that he he took 20, yeah. 20 I mean, like we we there was remember that couple games last season like there was that one game that had seventy faceoffs and I think Leon took thirty five I mean they, they they don't want that no they don't they they don't want to waste uh, Leon in, in situations taking away from what he can do offensively because he's being hemmed into his own zone because they have no one else to can win a draw uh, that line was good. Ryan is a smart player, a very heady player. He understands the game well. He understands his role. Uh, what I liked about that line, and we talked about it between periods, there were four or five times during the game where when the whistle went, you know, Fogel, Cassian were in the crease on top of defensemen or on top of the goaltender. That's how the play ended because they would get the puck to the point and everyone would crash the net and then they'd be banging and, and slapping and trying to get the puck through a hole mess of bodies in front of the net that's how that line has to play it just was they were very good on the forecheck they created havoc they were physical when they had to and then you've got a guy like ryan that just sees the game understands the game and plays to his winger's strengths all right seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we have greg standing by hey greg thanks a lot for calling go ahead hello hey greg uh, hey uh i've got two reasons for calling okay one reason is uh, I like Def Leppard a lot. As do I. And the other reason is I like the Pittsburgh Penguins a lot. So I'm really happy to be on with you guys right now. <laughs> and I just wanted to say that I'm sure Wayne Gretzky was uh, watching the hockey game tonight. And we know we all know how Wayne, uh, how Wayne Gretzky feels about fighting in the uh, NHL. He's probably not too happy about it. So we're going to see uh, exactly what's going to go on uh, what's going to happen here with fighting in the NHL. I also want to put out a, a shout out to the uh, soccer Canadian national soccer team for tying Mexico. Well, well said. Yeah, we're going to get to that later, but that was a great result for sure. Appreciate it, Greg. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if ex-players or Wayne Gretzky or anybody like that is going to specifically react to what what happened tonight. No. But I, but but again, I, I you know fighting went up a little bit. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I pretty sure it went up a bit last year maybe because you're seeing the same teams eight nine ten times think so. yep. over, over and over again um I, I i will say this rob and i don't necessarily want to turn the show into a de- debate about fighting tonight but even in the eight years i've been hosting this and, and inside sports i have noticed a shift in the audience when when we talk about fighting mm-hmm. from early on where it was mostly it has a place in the game it has to be there and I've, I've, I, I, I mean, look, this is totally my informal interaction. It's not a scientific thing or anything, but I, I feel like the last couple of years it's been like, yeah, like we don't need it. I, I, I can watch a game and there cannot be a fight. And, and again, the NHL, for a lot of reasons, does not want that 
a, a they don't want to get a player to get hurt. No. Or or worse. Of course, yeah. Or worse. They they clearly are worried they want the players to be healthy and there's all the concussion which is ongoing, you know, lawsuits, mm-hmm. debates and all that stuff. And I I like it I I wanna say this to people. Like I it's it is primarily about the health. But I I think the NHL is conscious of how it appears in markets outside of Canada where yep. people are going to watch hockey no matter what. And let's face it, there are some parts of the world where the only hockey highlight you <laughs> might see is if somebody got grotesquely injured in a fight. Yep, absolutely. No, I, I, I've always believed that there was a place for fighting in hockey, but I'm also at the belief that if they were to tomorrow say, hey, you know what, you're not allowed to fight anymore, I don't think it would, I would lose any sleep over it, honestly. Uh, there's other things I think they got to clean up about the game. But you're, you're right. I don't think the entertainment value of a fight is anywhere near where it used to be. I don't think we talk about it anymore. Did you see the fights? Oh, my, it was, it's not like that anymore. Now it's the, did you see the pass that Dreisaitl made? Did you see the goal that, that, that McDavid scored? I think that's what we're more focused on now. I think less so about the fighting. All right, 3-2, the Oilers win over the Canucks again. If you're just joining us, sounds like Zach Casting is doing okay. Dave Tippett, he says, says he has a bump on his head, was talking and joking with teammates after the game, and they'll take another look at him tomorrow. We have Jamie on the open line as well. Hello, Jamie, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Yeah, I have to totally agree on what you guys were talking about with fighting. I wasn't going to talk about this, but it definitely isn't fun when you see someone just go down and they're just lifeless on the ice or something anywhere near that and it's yeah it's definitely a scary thing um but what i called in about was i wanted to talk about uh Duncan Keith like i just i saw i didn't see much of this but i saw a little bit of his his timing behind the behind the oilers net where he's in a crucial little quick play and he's got to make a quick decision, and I I could definitely see some some calming effect that the Oilers forwards were talking about. He might be uh, giving the Oilers, so I'm encouraged about that. And uh, yeah, just enjoying the the great game tonight. Yeah, appreciate that, Jamie Duncan Keith tonight, sixteen fifty nine, had a shot on goal, had a shot blocked, had an assist. Took a couple minor penalties. I, I noticed a couple times, too, spinning away from pressure. I think with Keith, and, I, and I've talked about this a lot, and I, and I know he's going to waltz into the Hall of, Hall of Fame, but just talking to Chicago people and reading some analytics over the summer, uh, it's, it's probably more going to come down how, you know how he defends zone entries mm-hmm. and, and, and is able to defend against fast skaters. I, I think, and I was watching him down low, like little subtle you know, cross-checks, bodying position, uh, puck handling seems fine. So I think that's kind of what we'll watch for with him. Uh, well, as we talked before the game, I think with, with Keith and CeCe, let's wait till the 15-game mark uh, of the regular season before we start to evaluate if they're going to be a good second-pairing uh, defenseman. It just It's too early. Preseason doesn't really matter a whole lot. They're trying to find their way. They're trying to... You know, get used to new to- teammates, get new- used to a new D partner. Uh, it's too way too early, but the one thing that Keith has is experience. And I don't think 
anything's really going to phase him. He's played in Stanley Cup finals. He's played in Olympic gold medal games. Uh, he's been around the block a few times. I don't think there's anything that you're going to throw at him that he hasn't seen before. It's just a matter of how much gas he has left in his tank. Coyotes lead the Golden Knights 3-1 in the last two minutes of the third period. Senators beat the Canadians 5-4 in a shootout. Tampa Bay rings up the Panthers 6-2. Red Wings over the Penguins 4-2. Wild in overtime beat the Blackhawks 3-2. Stars down the avalanche 3-1. Looking at the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers. Head to edmontontrailer.com. As our caller Greg mentioned, yeah, great result for Canada in Mexico today. Getting a 1-1 draw in World Cup qualifying. I watched a lot of that. I snuck back and forth between our Oilers and that game. It was a fantastic game. They, both teams had great opportunities to win the game. But yes, Canada tying in Mexico, that is huge as they march towards, hopefully, a World Cup, Cup berth. And Mexico's coming to Edmonton in November. I don't think they're going to like the weather as much as they liked it there. Just watch it be some freakish plus 25 day now. Well, they, that well, might even be cool for Mexico. I don't let, know. Let's be honest. That's not going to happen. No, that probably won't happen. There's going to be snow on the ground. <laughs> uh, baseball playoffs game one in both these series. Tampa Bay beat Boston 5-0. Houston over the White Sox 6-1. And in Thursday night football, Russell Wilson for the Seahawks didn't play the fourth quarter because of an injury. The Rams win 26-17. Did you, did you see the, the injury? No, it, I just know it was, I think it's a sprained finger. It, it looked more than sprained. Was it one of those It was bent the wrong way? It, it, I didn't it, get to see it. It didn't look very I probably good. I don't think I want to see it. I didn't want to see it either, and I was watching the TV. But, yes, that's too bad for Russell Wilson tonight. Oil Kings play in Swift tomorrow. They beat Lethbridge 2-1 last night. And, of course, we got the Edmonton Elks on the station tomorrow night, 5 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff game at 6.30. If you're on hold, we are going to get to you, but we want to get you more post-game reaction here. He got the game winner tonight. Here he is, Derek Ryan. Uh, Derek, maybe first and foremost, uh, I mean, that's scary to see a, a teammate and a line mate go through. Just, you know, just your thoughts on having to, to see that. Yeah, it was really tough. Obviously, I'm a new face around here, but Cass and I have bonded. He's, he's like my brother sitting next to me in the locker room. So to see him like that on the ice, um, yeah, it just makes me sick to my stomach. It, it's a tough feeling and um, haven't seen him yet in the locker room, but I heard he's doing all right so yeah just not an enjoyable experience for sure um a night for your line uh you know you, you guys chip in a bit offensively some good defensive plays as well he was really physical through most of the light night did you feel like the line clicked as well as it had tonight yeah i thought so i thought we took some major strides as a line started making some plays in the ozone obviously getting that goal is huge um for the confidence and yeah i thought we were useful in all situations and it's one of those games where, you know, a couple shifts weren't going our way in the second. We stuck with it and ended up playing in the ozone and getting that goal. So I think, yeah, I really like my line. I think we can be really effective and just continue to stick with it, grow our game, get confidence in chemistry playing with each other. And, and um, yeah. Uh, just sorry, not to, uh, Derek, not to belabor the, the fight, but... Uh, you know, you said Zach's feeling okay that we're, based on what you've seen. Did you see him kind of come off the ice? And, you know, uh, certainly sounds like he's doing better than, than what he was looked as he came off the ice there. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet. I just heard from what Tip was saying in the end of the meeting or the end of the game meeting there. And, yeah, I can't really comment so I don't because I don't really know. I'll leave it to the medical staff. So I just know that um, he's doing all right.
you obviously you know had the goal, but you also chipped in with the defensive play at the end, uh, stopping the uh, the chance. Uh, you know, is that the type of game that you think you could play, kind of doing both both ends of the ice there? Yeah, 100%. I've talked about it since I've been here. I feel like that I can contribute on both sides of the ice, and um, I have to. I mean, as a depth player, you have to find ways to contribute both uh, offensively and defensively, um, especially when you have the top guys like we do. You have to find ways to chip in and help them out, take the burden off their back a little bit. So that's what I'm working towards here in the preseason, and um, obviously one more, one more game, and uh, then we start the real stuff. Derek, what did you think overall of the penalty kill? You guys haven't got to do a lot of it. Uh, what did you think of it tonight? Yeah, honestly, we haven't been able to practice it a ton either. Um, so I guess maybe it was kind of nice to practice it a little bit tonight. Um, it's good. It's a little different than the system that I was playing in Calgary and also different than I played in Carolina in terms of our up ice pressure and our forecheck. But um, I feel like I'm getting more comfortable in, in the structure there, and I kind of look forward to practicing it more, especially in practice. Um, yeah, no better practice than to go against Leon and Connor too. So, yeah, it's something that's uh, it's a work in progress, and I feel like we're getting chemistry with our killmates, if you will, whoever we're working with, and I'm sure that'll change and shuffle as the regular season gets underway. But um, definitely some strides tonight for sure. Do you find in, in your experience having been around the league, does it take some time when you bring in a few new guys just to, to get that chemistry and be on the same page? Is it is it just usual that, I don't know if it's five, ten games, is there a number or is it just the amount of reps and kills you have? I don't think there's a number, at least I don't know what it is, but it definitely takes time just like anything in life where you're getting used to whoever you're working with and hockey is definitely no different there's the hockey the game's so fast there's so many reads that you have to be able to read off each other know where each other are going and that also comes with understanding and knowing our structure where we're pressing where we're not pressing um, and those sorts of things so I think that comes with just repetition seeing different things and then it becomes kind of automatic muscle memory where you're you read a play and you just you just do it Derek, uh, 37 stops for Mike Smith in between the pipes, but he also chipped in with an assist and was engaged in a couple of uh, scrums in front of his own net. When a goaltender's that engaged, what does that do for you guys on the bench? Yeah, it's awesome. He almost had a goal there at the end, I think, too. He just missed that. But, yeah, he's... Smitty's awesome. He was dialed in tonight, and you've seen it so many times. I've seen it in Calgary. I've seen it playing against him here in Edmonton, and now here in my short time playing here in Edmonton, I've seen it. He's... Uh, He's just a fierce competitor, and you see it out there on the ice where he's fighting for every puck, fighting for every angle, and um, he's like another defenseman back there making plays, uh, making outlet passes, beating their forecheck, and uh, he's a, an elite um, asset to have. How would you describe him as a teammate? A uh, fierce competitor, if you wanted me to be suffice. He's, a, he's always competing in practice. If he scores on you, he's mean, if you score on him, he's mean mugging you, and he doesn't want that to happen. So he's, he's always trying to get better, and uh, he's a fierce competitor. Well, no doubt about that. Mike Smith showed that off tonight. He makes 36 saves. He gets the win. The Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2. Pretty well goaltended game. Yarrow Halak made 39 stops, and... I think kept the Canucks in it through two periods and then Vancouver pushed in the third and then Smith preserved the Oilers lead. Yeah, I think both coaches are going to be very excited the way their goaltenders played tonight. This was a, uh, a probably a 5-3 game that uh, showed up as 3-2 on the scoreboard. Uh, both goaltenders played great and both teams had a number of 
fantastic scoring chances. The Oilers all over the Canucks when they were on the power play. The Canucks had some pushback. There was a couple five-on-five five shifts where they got things going in the right direction for them, created turnovers. The third period, they had a lot of push, and for a while there, that seemed like it was inevitable that they were going to tie up the game, but Smith made the save that he needed to, and the Oilers hung on. So uh, a confidence-building game again for the Edmonton Oilers. They got one more of these pretending games to play and then we get to do it for real so the Oilers uh, have come in and done everything they've wanted to do here in the preseason I think they're happy with most of the things that have gone on thus far they just have to do it one more time and for me Saturday it's just all about staying healthy getting through that game and preparing themselves for the first game of the season all right three two the Oilers win over the Canucks we'll go to Rick on the open line hey Rick thanks a lot for calling go ahead greetings how you guys doing good Good. Gentlemen, I understand my problem. Uh, I don't have a TV. Okay. So you you guys are my eyes. Okay. And what you're seeing when face-offs happen, it would be helpful to me if you could describe the face-off in terms of, of was it a clear win or, or, or a clear loss or, or did, did it just sort of get mashed into a bunch of bodies in the middle? Like, I think face-offs are really important. Well, I'm sure Jack Michaels and Cam are listening, so they're always trying to improve their their play-by-play and, and stuff like that. So I'm sure they'll uh, they'll hear what you're saying. I, I think both those guys are excellent describing the flow of the game, though. So... Uh, but we appreciate the feedback, Rick, for sure. 780-496-0063. Michael is on the line as well as the Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2. Hey, Michael, go ahead. Hey, uh, I was listening the third period. And what do you think about Zach casting how many games? And do you think they should take out fighting of the game? Well, we don't know how how many games he's going to miss. There'll be more information tomorrow. So there's there's no information about that. Do I actually think fighting should be taken out of the game? Again, Rob, I, I think it's kind of happening organically. For some people, it's not happening fast enough. For some people, it's it's happening too, too quickly or it shouldn't be uh, addressed at all. But I, I think what we're seeing, generations of junior players who eventually become NHLers have not had to fight in junior or have rarely had to fight, mm-hmm. so it's not a mindset as they become pros. No, in college, the same thing, too. So it's eventually it'll just weed itself out just because guys coming into the National Hockey League just it's not part of their DNA. They they are more about skill, about physicality, other ways. So, yeah, I, think, I don't think the NHL is ever going to say, hey, there's no more fighting, but I think that you're just going to see... F- less and less over the next number of years and well i guess we should clarify if we're being really picky they wouldn't say there's no more fighting the they probably, punishment for yes, fighting would be increased bigger. like yeah. it's either five in a game yeah or what have some of the junior leagues done it, uh, the ohl i believe every third fight or fifth fight was a, is a game suspension or a longer game suspension so maybe something like that where a player has to really think like oh wait if i do this okay, maybe I is it worth feel it? a little better or stand yeah. up for my teammate, but then I, I won't be able to do that for two games because I'm suspended. So I, I think there'd be harsher penalties for fights as we go along. Okay, the Oilers win 3-2 over the Canucks. we got Maui, Zach, and Dave coming up on the open line, 780-496-0063. You're going to hear from Mike Smith. Really good in net tonight for the Oilers. Almost scored a goal, too. It's Heartland Ford, overtime open line.
And back door, and what a stop made on Pud Colson by a splayed out Smith, but he's hurt. He stretched out that right leg, and he's hurt. That's not good. He's trying to kind of stretch out a little bit. Yeah, he would be okay. Scary because his helmet popped off with Pud Colson going to the net. But part of Mike Smith's evening, that was a great save on a three-on-one. It was shaken up, stayed in the game. He got an assist on a goal, one of three stretch passes that mm -hmm. at least I, that I can remember that he helped set up oppor other opportunities as well. So one was a goal, two other turned out to be chances. He made a lot of good saves. He almost got in a fight himself. He went after... Who was that? I wrote it down. Well, that was McEwen. He, yep. he was mad at McEwen, who Cassian uh, later fought. And uh, he took a shot on net. He just missed. Just missed. I mean, four feet on a 200-foot shot, that's pretty close. So, well, it's funny, though. I mean, the way he makes passes, you don't think he's going to miss that. He's hitting guys' sticks from 200 feet away. But uh, he, Mike Smith was excellent in this hockey game tonight. Oilers win 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, again, Zach Cassian did... Uh, hit his head on the ice at the conclusion of a fight with Zach McEwen. He was down for a couple of minutes, went off under his own steam, and the report is is that he uh, appeared to be okay in the dressing room after the game, but we'll get a further update tomorrow. 780-496-0063. Maui Zach is on the line. MZ, go ahead. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Good. Uh, my, my comment, uh, I, I don't want to belabor the fight thing, but I just want to say something and then move on. Um, what I didn't like, I, I'm, I'm from the camp that's in favor of fighting, but what I didn't like about that tonight, he clearly pulled Cassian's helmet off, and then he also clearly, it's like a wrestling move, and leaned on his head as it went down. So uh, I don't like that. I think that should be penalized. It's a similar thing with Wilson and uh, who was at Panarin at the end of last year. But that's not what I called about. What I'm concerned about is our depth at right wing. I'm happy to hear... Uh, that Yamamoto is cleared and he'll be back. Because uh, I'm not a big fan of moving tourists up into the top six. I wonder if they consider moving Benson or Perlini over to the right side. I, I much prefer giving uh, some of the new guys, skill guys, a chance in the top six over a veteran that's, you know, we're, we're trying to get them to learn the bottom. Yeah, that's a really good question because obviously you now both Yamamoto and Cassian are shaken up, though Yamamoto might be available for Saturday. And that's the Cassian was the one player we talked about where if, okay, Yamamoto doesn't grab it, grab it, you bump Cassian up. Now, maybe they're both going to be available for opening night. Perlini is a really interesting player to discuss because he's got the stick of gold right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't. First of all, Turris played well tonight. He, he he had a good game. He made plays. He made things happen. I don't know if he's a second-line player in the National Hockey League at this point of his career. But he has played, I think, better than anyone had expected coming into camp. And I think that Tippett likes what he has done because he, right from the get-go, he's had that fourth-line right-wing spot. And then when someone moved up into the lineup, it was him that moved up. Uh, I don't see Benson moving up in the lineup at all. I think he's having a hard time finding a spot on the fourth line. If everybody was healthy, and this is only my opinion, if everybody is healthy with the Edmonton Oilers, Benson isn't on the team. I don't think he's done enough in this camp. I don't think, as Dave Tippett said, he doesn't say no one's played their way off the team, but other players have done more. Now, Perlini's a, an interesting player. When you talk about moving someone up, 
he has a skill set. He's got a great shot. He's a big, fast skater. He was drafted as a first-round player. He has had double-digit numbers in the National Hockey League for goals. I think he's got 17, 14, 12, something along those lines for three years. So he has scored in the National Hockey League level. That is a guy that you might possibly give an opportunity if things go sideways. I've said before that I think Cassian would be the guy that moves up into that Yamamoto spot if Yamamoto struggles or there's an injury. Having said that, Cassian Fogel and Ryan have played very well together. So there's a, a you may not want to break up that line at any point because that gives Coach Tippett a veteran line that he can count on for to eat up minutes to play a hard physical game. That's something the Oilers have not had. So Tippett may never break that up to move a player off of it to try and help another line out just because he likes that line so much. All right, Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2. We also have Dave standing by. Hey, Dave, you're on. Go ahead, man. Hey, guys. Um, hey, with uh, tonight's game, the one thing I, I didn't like about the fight, I don't know why Cass even took the fight. Uh, um, that guy, McEwen's like a tweener. Um, maybe it was like the fighter's code that he thought he'd you know, give the, take the fight for uh to see what he's got and give the you know so McEwen can show what he's got but I didn't think there was any anything to be gained in that in that instance to have the fight uh, having said that I'm not an anti-fighter the best game of the year last year was the Calgary Edmonton game where uh, there were about three fights including yep. the attendees well let me let um, me let me ask you this because you sound like you sound like you've thought this out I, I I hear you that you're not an anti-fighter uh but like I was saying, I, th- I feel like we kind of know where it's headed, though. So what? where do you think it is headed? Like in 10 years, are you going to be calling in to talk about a fight at all, or will it just be gone? Will there still be guys like Wilson running around making headshots? Right. You know, um, if, a, if a guy really goes after your goaltender, is it going to happen? A lot less. You know, there's not going to be the old, 80s Calgary Edmonton games where there half a dozen or eight fights but uh, the other thing is I just want to get your comments on this I think there is it should not be the coach the player's decision on whether they're playing on Saturday if I'm Tippett I'm telling Leon Connor and Darnell you know have a nice Thanksgiving watch the game on TV but there's nothing to be gained it's not like it's not like their power play needs work um <laughs> No, but uh, the the players they they feel there's things to be gained in it. That's the yeah. thing. Connor McDavid, he he'll want to play. This is my guess. He'll want to play. Leon will want to play. They feel that they can continue to improve. They like they like being in games. They like of the competition. So you know, they, as far as Leon was still taking a minute and a half shift. Yeah, oh, and, <laughs> I, and absolutely, you can't take that out of the players. So uh-huh. I believe that Dave Tippett will talk to the players and see what they want. You you yeah. can't worry about injuries. You simply can't because it could happen in practice tomorrow. So you go, they play the game, play it. And it's like if if you started bench benching players when games don't matter. So the the Oilers sew up second place with 12 games to go in the regular season. They can't move up anymore. Do you start sitting your best players then? It's a nothing game. In practice, there's not somebody the potential for no, some. No, but I'm asking you though. Something. You got 12 games to go in the season. You've sewed up second place. You're not catching Vegas. You're far enough ahead of Seattle, so you got 12 games of nothing hockey. Do you sit all your best players? Uh, well, that's the NBA. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about <laughs> I Connor know, and I Leon. Know, though. I know. Yeah. So uh, that's and that's the, hockey players are different. Hockey players want to play every game. 
you don't worry about the chance of some guy take you know they're not, you know, not in the National Hockey League nowadays, no. There's very no. few players out there that are like that. The Vancouver Canucks have none. Um, uh, so I'm not... Uh, they'll, if they want to play, they'll play, and I have and I have uh, no problem with that at all. Okay, I'll, I'll say a little prayer then. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. Oilers win 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. It is power play goals from Drysaddle and McDavid in the first, and it was power play goals from Hughes and Patan. Really nice tip by Patan. Very nice. He had, he had a couple of great opportunities. And he, he had a very good game, Patan. And then Derek Ryan with a deflection of a Duncan Keith shot at 10.33 of the second period. That was the winner. Oilers win 3-2. Shots were 42-38 in favor of Vancouver. The power plays, two for six, Edmonton, two for five, Vancouver. Some of the other Oilers notes for ice time, McDavid plays 21-33, Dreisaitl plays 21-29, Nurse plays 27-10. They're getting him going. We, 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 it is unbelievable. We, that's how he's going to be used, apparently. Yeah, well, they want to prepare him for the regular season. He's going to be a 27-minute-night guy. And uh, face-off-wise, I mentioned uh, Ryan took a lot of face-offs tonight. He went 8 out of 20 for 40%. Dreisaitl went 8 out of 14 for 57%. McLeod went 5 for 11, 45%. Nuge, 5 out of 9 for 56%. Uh, McDavid only took 6 tonight, and he won 2 of them. It was 50-50 between the two teams for the game. 780-496-0063. Derek is on the line. Hello, Derek. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. Uh, so I'm wondering, um, in my experience with hockey fights, uh, generally the linesman will step in as soon as a helmet comes off, or they'll at least move closer. Yep, and they did tonight. And they moved closer, but then they didn't move in because it looked like they saw the fight was going to continue. Okay, okay. So they didn't step in because they thought the fight was going to continue? Well, it, it's but it's hard to step into if Two guys are fighting. The refs are not going to step in if two guys are throwing punches like that. They're not going to take okay. one to the head. That makes sense. I, I I just wasn't understanding why they wouldn't have actually tried to prevent. Uh, the injury could have been prevented. Yeah, it's a fair question. Yeah. In, in my opinion. But. Yeah, but the, the thing is, you've got you you ever tried stopping two two hundred and twenty pound men, six foot three men from fighting? <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> an angry man. It, it would they tried what they do is they try to find the best possible moment to get in there to separate them because the thing is too you can't they both have to be in time because if one guy goes in and grabs and the other guy misses now one guy's tied up and the other guy's throwing punches so they can't okay. have that as well so it, it it's hard the linesmen are good they are very good and they understand their role and what they're trying to do but sometimes it is just virtually impossible to get in Thank there and do explaining. what they need to do Thank you for explaining. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Derek. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's a, a, a tough moment. And, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I'll, I'll say this about myself. I mean, look, I'm a b- bit of a hypocrite. I mean, we, we play – that Talbot Smith fight's probably the most played highlight <laughs> that, that I've used in my history of working at Ched. Mm-hmm. You know? And, obviously, this one isn't going to be. No, I mean, again, I, I don't mind fighting in HL. I think there is a place for it. But I, if they were to tell me tomorrow there's no more fighting in the National Hockey League, I'm like, all right, not going to lose any sleep. It's fine with me. All right, Oilers take it 3-2. Exciting game for Mike Smith. I've often said about Mike Smith, he's one of those guys, 
Like he's he, uh, I've called Cassian a loud player. Like Smith is kind of like that. He's a busy like the more Mike Smith is moving around and bopping around and swiping at guys, probably the better he's playing. Well, what you know what's funny when you, you most goaltenders and, and from the uh, Jonathan Quick, I remember him being interviewed when he makes a, a diving save. It's when I make a diving save, it's, it means I was out of position. That's why I had to do that. Most goaltenders like to have calm. They like to be in the right position. Uh, Mike Smith, he's a high event goaltender. That's right. That's and, <laughs> and th- which is and it's high event with his saves, with his playmaking, with jostling with other players. But it makes him better. Like he is better when he's involved that way. He's an emotional player. And again, there's other goaltenders. You look at a Carey Price, how calm his demeanor is in a game. And then you look at Mike Smith at the opposite end of the spectrum. He would be a ten out of ten of. On, on emotion, uh, but that's that's just in his DNA. That's how he gets into games. That's when he's at his best. So uh, it, it's entertaining to watch. It's just there's always something going on when Mike Smith's in a hockey game. And again, Derek Ryan talked about it tonight. He said having a guy that gets you gets the puck out past their forecheck just takes so much pressure off you as a defensive player. Because you don't have to f- fight in your own end for 20, 30 seconds because they dump it in, he dumps it out. And the players now, there was a shorthanded situation today where the puck went to Smith. Both Oilers penalty killers took off and he sailed it. It went over their heads. They didn't get it. But they already, they're reading the play that Mike Smith is reading. Not a lot of goaltenders read plays the way that Mike Smith does. That's what makes him special. You'll hear from Mike Smith when we get back. Oilers take it 3-2. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Pedersen with a dump in. Smith knocked it down. He'll shoot toward the empty net. It bounces just wide. That was inside the trapezoid, but still missed by about four feet. Smith was going for it, just missed the goalie goal. He backstops the Oilers to a 3-2 win over the Canucks. Here he is. Hey, Mike, obviously a, a pretty scary incident uh, late in that hockey game. Uh, how tough is it to see a teammate go down like that? And have you been able to talk to Zach after the game? Yeah, I just chatted with him briefly, obviously. Um, you know, you never want to see that happen to anyone, you know, let alone your, one of your, your friends and, and teammates. So obviously a scary situation, but it seems like he's in good spirits. And, um, you know, obviously we'll get some testing done and hopefully he's... He's got as hard ahead as it looks. Uh, Mike, switching gears uh, to your play. Uh, 37 stops tonight. You had 18 last week in your first appearance in the preseason. Where's your confidence level with the season opener right around the corner? Yeah, I mean, for as little as I've been in there, I feel pretty good. You know, I've uh, just tried to build as camp goes on. And obviously, uh, you know, it's been a longer camp than we were used to the last couple of years. So I think you just... You know, it's a process. You know, as as camp goes on, you want to start to build a game and and you know not put too much into you know the games itself, but just kind of build and build, and then when the season starts, you know, be peaking and and uh, be playing some of your best hockey. So it's a process. It's uh you know it's three and a half weeks of camp. It's a grind, um, trying to balance rest and and you know feeling good and and healthy and. Um, all the above, so I feel like my game's where it needs to be right now. 
Mike, you had mentioned uh, you wanted to see how you felt afterwards. Um, are, do, are you looking to get another game? Is that your decision? Is it kind of a combination with you and Dave? Yeah, I think I'll have a conversation with both Schwartzy and, and Tip and, and kind of, you know, see where we're at. But um, if I didn't get another one, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go. And uh, can, I'm not sure if you uh, saw the, the first uh, scrape. What were your thoughts on uh, Strudwick's um, uh, scraping skills? I mean, he missed some snow out there, that's for sure, especially around the crease, so I'm going to have to have a word with him. But um, I'll leave it at that. But he, had, he, had some, he was chirping out there a little bit too. I don't think the ice girls are supposed to be doing that. Mike, it was, it was kind of feisty in the crease tonight, kind of a lot going on in there. You got involved a little bit. Uh, I guess in preseason, you know, maybe sometimes it'll go that way. Just, just your thoughts on a feisty night where there's lots going on around you. You know what? It was kind of nice, to be honest. Uh, you know, just so you're not tiptoeing into the season, like, you know, and there hasn't been anything going on in front of you. So it's, it's, it's actually, as the game went on, it, it kind of got more competitive and, and guys were going to the net hard and, and, you know, playing some hard-nosed hockey. And it's good not to just... You know, I've always talked about this flicking a switch. It's not a switch you just flick on and off when you want. It's, it's you know, it's it's good habits. And what better way to play in a preseason game? And, and you know, it seemed like guys were fighting for jobs out there and fighting for space. And um, obviously there's some contact in, in the crease, but, you know, that's to be expected. And, and uh, you know, kind of as the game went on, it kind of got me more and more involved in the game. And, and uh you know, like I said, I feel like I'm right where I need to be at this time of the year. Is that a shot you're taking in the regular season, too? No. Well, we'll see. Probably. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you if you got a bad bounce there, did you hook it a little bit? No, I didn't. I didn't hook it. I, I pulled it more than anything. I think it was more of a, a straight pull. Um, I like to play a draw, but I would say that was more of a, you know, it's a straight pull, but it was kind of off angle a little bit. The tee box was kind of set up to the to the right a little bit and kind of made me kind of shoot it down the right side. So, um, no, it was, it was just tugged a little. That how you, you kind of like the, the feistiness of this game. I mean, and it kind of gets you ready for the regular season. I, I imagine, you know, you're still five, six days away or whatever, but you're, you're, you're ready to go now, I guess, after a game like this, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you're just, at this point in the season, you're just, or the, regular, or the exhibition season, you're just getting amped up to get ready for the first game. And, you know, some guys need five games, some guys need two. Some, so it's all like a personal thing just to see where your game's at, how you're feeling. And, you know, we have enough guys in the lineup that have been here before that know, you know, what it takes to be successful. And... Um, with the new guys, it's about getting on the same page as quickly as possible. And, you know, exhibition games, you know, give you that chance to do that without having, you know, any, um, you know, negative things against your team. So I think um, guys are learning. There's communication going on. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a process, like I, I mentioned, and um, it's just getting ready for game one. That is Mike Smith. Is he going to try that shot in the regular season? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> Always entertaining. Oilers win it tonight, 3-2. Again, Zach Cassian, initial reports that he's okay after hitting his head on the ice in the fight tonight. Hopefully we get more information tomorrow. The Oilers are going to practice at noon. Tomorrow, 
Five o'clock countdown to kickoff. Game at 6.30. The Elks going up against the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. Our next Oilers broadcast is Saturday. 5.30 for the face-off show game at 7. Last game of the preseason. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Get more on this game on 630shed.com or globalnews.ca. Thanks to our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, Troy Bowler, and our studio producer this evening, Kellen Kennedy. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers take it 3-2. This has been Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Have a great night.